Hey guys, Mubarak here, CPA and uh, newer member to the Deal Trends group, but really excited to be here. I was just talking to Raleigh and he's kind of been helping me out these last couple months and actually put me in a position where I was able to acquire a CPA practice and tax firm, which I have had experience in the past with, but never about acquiring a business or anything like that. And um, it started off as a low six-figure deal, and I ended up getting it actually for zero down upfront. Uh, first payment isn't due until six months from now. Uh, purchase price over five years, and uh, and basically for a quarter of revenue. So uh, I think it's pretty crazy. I love you know the principles that we teach and kind of learn here at Deal Trends and. You know we're all here to do deals and so i just wanted to kind of talk about it i thought it would be interesting to kind of just see how it can happen um and so you know i'll kind of give a little bit of the play-by-play -play. it's it's not a crazy long story but it's essentially like i think the biggest part is having the confidence to just put yourself out there and see what's going on so for example if you know, at times there's always people in distressed situations when for selling in real estate, um, selling assets, selling cars, right? Sometimes there's cash flow issues, um, and they, you know, you can actually come in and be the person that resolves that. And so, you know, I know a lot of people probably think that you have to have a lot of money or you need to have a lot of resources or kind of a great credit score to acquire firms, and, and that's what I thought too. But essentially, you know, kind of the background here is I, uh, I'm a CPA, so I've done kind of tax and accounting, and I've always had small bookkeeping and accounting clients in the past. But um, I, I wanted to grow that, you know, my philosophy is that, yes, I can work, I can work a job, and after taxes, I can kind of save money. Um, but, you know, how long will that take to get to six figures or seven figures of savings, right, after house expenses, assuming I don't, um, assuming, you know, living expenses, assuming I don't want to upgrade my lifestyle and get a nice car and burn my money on kind of BS things. Like, um, I think the best thing is, you know, the best kind of wealth creation tactic is always selling a business, right? Either selling a business or IPOing. I think those are the two main uh, facets of where you can kind of like increase your net worth incredibly um, from a liquid perspective, right? While you're building your business, your kind of paper net worth is always increasing, but then when you actually sell it, you, that's where you cash out. So I knew that was the case. I knew I wouldn't be able to get that level of wealth through just working a job. And so I always had an interest in acquiring a business, but you know, the issue is, okay, how do I get enough money to afford it, right? And so this initial business started off with close to about 200,000 in billings. And in the accounting space, you know, the valuation multiple, it's a little different than usual, um, a lot of times valuations are set based off of like net profit or when you're talking about small companies, you know, uh, SDE, like seller's discretionary earnings. So like with the owner's compensation in or when it's a little bit bigger, you're talking about adjusted EBITDA. Um, these are all slightly different. Important to know the differences between them, but essentially it's like the net profit of the business, right? So you take that plus the multiple and you end up getting the valuation, right? So professional service firms on occasion are a little different. And so for tax firms, CPA firms, it is essentially like 1x revenue. One to sometimes 2x revenue, but 1x revenue 
top line is, is generally how accounting firms are priced, right? So we're talking about the, the battle started in maybe October um, at about 200K. And I, I was really just trying to, you know, I got into the deal uh, trends group. I got into the M&A group, really. I found Deal Maven. I just got on the radar. You know, I wanted to start learning more about mergers and acquisitions. And I like how they kind of made it more friendly to everybody to be able to kind of grasp it. And I do have some, I'm a CPA by background and, and trade. And so I do have some exposure to it, probably a little bit more than other people, but had never done a deal myself before. So this was my first actual deal. And um, it kind of worked out pretty beautifully, honestly. I couldn't be happier in terms of what I have. Um, and I just signed the purchase agreement yesterday. So what happened is we started off kind of close to the 200K range. And really, you know, you have to understand that when you're a seller, just like if you were thinking about selling a house or so, the problem is that it's really just dictated, you know, businesses don't have, yes, they have this valuation multiple, but they don't have things that are like, you know, Zillow for houses or Kelly Blue Book value for, for cars, right? So your business is almost has like an arbitrary value to it. So you can figure out the multiple and the valuation, but then at the end of the day, there's a lot of other factors that come into play. And so in this scenario where I got lucky was the seller was just an older guy. You know, he was actually in his late seventies and um, you know, he was, he wanted a succession plan. His kids weren't interested in it. Um, they weren't even accountants. So he always knew that like, he would have some difficulty transferring it. And he just decided that this year was the year that he didn't want to renew his, um, you know, PTIN, which is like the tax um, preparer requirement. It's, it's only $35, but it's, uh, he just didn't want to do taxes, taxes anymore, right? He had decided that he was not going to do taxes in this year and um, he just needed a, a successor. And so we started the conversations in October and I was definitely interested, but I was also at the same time, um, look, about to start my house search. And that's a whole nother story, but some, in another crazy way, we found a house in two days. And, you know, so I, I was basically out 70K. I was, I was down what my expected down payment was gonna be, right? So I'm interested in this business, life happens. I'm out my money because I just bought a house. And now the deal is moving forward with the CPA firm. And every conversation I have with him, I'm able to kind of see his emotions kind of change a little bit. And what I mean by that is, you know, sellers might think, hey, my business is worth a million dollars or half a million dollars or whatever multiple, right? But I would almost going forward, I plan on almost ignoring the, that valuation price because things change, right? If there's enough people and enough interest, you can get creative and you can kind of play on emotions, right? Sometimes this, this seller, for example, he didn't need the money. Right. He had enough money. He built wealth over the last 50 years. He wasn't really, you know, he didn't, he had enough money and he just wanted his clients to be treated professionally and to be able to pass them off to somebody without having to do the work. So, you know, and, and this happens a lot in professional services. And actually I have a good friend of mine in the construction space. And what he was saying is that a lot of these blue collar works and professional services in the blue collar world. So whatever you call that, um, like construction is that these guys will have clientele, build their businesses for decades, um, you know, as handymen, as construction workers, as painters, as uh, restoration experts, you know, tile people, carpeting, whatever. 
But then, you know, they're not sophisticated investors or they didn't, you know, have access to this group or so. And what they do actually is they just move or pass away or retire and their entire book of business and corporation and company just disappears because they're done. Um, and so, in the, you know, that, that is a very interesting acquisition opportunity right there because that happens all the time. But I think now with the whole baby boomer generation and all these, you know, the older generation retiring and wanting to pass off their assets or kind of just retire, I think it's a really interesting opportunity. And I was able to benefit because he just didn't want to deal with it anymore. But what he cared about was he had these clients for 30 years and they were his friends and he didn't want to just, you know, leave them hanging. So, um, you know, I had a lot of other distractions. I had a lot of other stuff going on. I work a full-time job. Um, and I did, I, I was kind of like, it almost worked out in my favor of, uh, I was like playing hard to get because I needed to get out of the deal because I couldn't afford the deal in my head, you know? So it, it funnily enough, it worked out extremely well because I was just like, I literally didn't have the money. I just spent 70,000 on closing for my house. And so when I thought I had all this money, I, I no longer did. And I was just upfront about it, but because I built that relationship with him over the last two months and I was honest about, hey, listen, like I am hungry, I'm interested, I can service your clients, I can do a good job, but I just don't have the money, so can we figure it out? Or, or kind of like, you know, what do you want to do here? I kind of just put the onus on them and yes, 50% of the time, maybe even more, maybe 75% of the time, you'll be told to go up yourself and you'll be told to, you know, just, they'll find someone else. But you know, depending on where you are in the country, depending on you know the market opportunity, like this was a opportunity available on Biz Buy Sell, on BizQuest. This was a public opportunity, and there was just not enough deal flow interested in it. So I didn't have any competition. You know, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, please, like, you know, I don't want to shortchange you. I just don't have the money, and that's why I've been dodging your calls." And uh, so, ninety individuals and ten businesses, five partnerships, and two trusts. Um, and so, you know, pretty, pretty decent business, uh, and some bookkeeping clients or so about 15, uh, the business clients are also bookkeeping clients. So some monthly recurring revenue, not just kind of concentrated in tax season, but, um, good question, David. Thank you. Uh, but essentially what happened is, so, yeah, I mean, I think the key thing that I realize now, and I think where I'm going to be able to maybe roll up seven figures or eight figures, or, you know, this is something I'm going to do now. Um, and probably recommend it to a lot of people is just put yourself out there, get in front of these deals, get in front of these sellers and just keep a dialogue open. Because if you're not, you never know when you can kind of strike gold on, on a deal like this, just, if I saw the purchase price, 200,000, I would have never, and I didn't have the money, I would never reach out. But this ended up becoming a situation where, you know, October, November, December is when I did the cash outlay. I had the honest conversation with him. I was like, hey, listen, I don't have the money. Can we figure it out? He was like, okay, fine, let me get back to you. And now we're in January and, you know, tax season is about to start. So the timing worked out for me perfectly, yes, but I think in other industries and other businesses, you can actually achieve the same kind of end result. And so, you know, he just, uh, you know, what I had, Initially, it was almost like a 60K down payment. I was like, listen, I can't do more than 10K. And I thought that was going to be like, hey, you know, sorry, we're, you know, 10K, what are you talking about? We were talking about 60K and we we're talking about 180K note. Like, we're, we can't make this work. But they came back to me a week later and they said, sure, 10K. Unfortunately, 
um, I had just loaned some money out to a family member who helped me out in a time of need when I desperately needed it a few years ago. So I couldn't say no. And uh, so I didn't have even 10K to give. And, um, and I told the, I told the buyer, like, unfortunately, listen, I can service your clients. Um, find somebody else to buy this firm. I, you know, but if you need money, which you would think most business sellers would want money, obviously, um, I just don't have it now. So, uh, I can service your clients. I can help you transition. You know, maybe we, you know, we know these clients are going to pay. Maybe we figure out how to service their AR. And there's a lot of negotiation tactics I see that work successfully in that way, where it's like, hey, the business is going to make money, right? And so you want to get the seller involved in the interest to succeed in the transition. And you can sometimes finance the deal with the AR of the business, which fortunately is exactly what I did. So the end deal terms is zero down. And uh, it's the first month payment is going to be uh, six months from the deal close, which I guess was yesterday. And so it's going to be based just on cash collected and retained clients. So for example, yes, there was 200K in billings and maybe, uh, but say, you know, sometimes during transitions, not 100% of clients are gonna stay, right? Uh, they might've just liked Jack, the, you know, the prior seller, and they might not, you know, this might be an opportunity for them to go with this other person that they wanted to, but they were too, too lazy to, you know, change accountants because, you know, unless your accountant sucks, you really just wanna just get your taxes done and, and let them deal with it. So, you know, I've hedged myself incredibly well because I put zero money out. Um, I'm going to get six figures of billings in hopefully within the next couple of months during tax season, uh, have some retention on it, and we'll just need to pay them out six months from today uh, without having to do SBA loan um, and all based on kind of the ability for clients to stay in and continue like in, to, to be able to retain clients and have them pay. So yeah, and I and honestly, I just, you know, will really wanted to kind of put this out there that it, it can happen, it can be done. Um, I would say in most cases, financially, it doesn't make sense for sellers. But I think that it's important to understand that emotions are involved and age is involved. And there's always going to be some level of distress at times, right? Maybe 90% of the listings on the market are the sellers want to get the maximum value, but 10% of those people either have health issues or want to move or want to leave the country or just want to get rid of the business, don't want to deal with the clients anymore, don't want to deal with the day-to-day -day anymore. They got a job, they have a different opportunity. Like there's so many different motivations for a seller to want to exit their business that unless you're in front of them, you can't, you won't have the opportunity to succeed. So, um, I just wanted to put that out there. I was just excited. I was talking to Raleigh. I was like, hey, like, I think this is something valuable to share because it's, you know, it feels pretty awesome. Like, um, I was thinking I was going to have to outlay $120,000 to $240,000, and I didn't have to outlay a dollar. And I'm acquiring six figures of revenue this year and kind of can now probably use that as a platform to bolt on other um, tax practices and bookkeeping clients. and you know, might have a pretty interesting business that I can roll up together and sell in the future. So yeah, definitely hope um, that makes sense. If you guys have any questions, leave a comment. Uh, my name is Mubarak Shah. You'll see me around in the group definitely a lot more often now, thanks to Raleigh and his team, and uh, hope I can help in any way. Yeah, I'm a CPA, so I'm getting more and more exposed into the deal world every day. 
uh, but definitely here to hopefully be an asset. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care.